0: On this fifth Sunday of Lent, our gospel reading comes from John chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. Listen now to the word of God. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But, Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. After Jesus had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. On Jesus' arrival, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to Jesus. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her. Supposing Mary was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was moved deeply in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? Jesus asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, Jesus said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, By this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of cloth and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Here we find a family in crisis, and not just any family. This is a family with connections. Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, are friends of Jesus. Whenever Jesus passed through Bethany, a small town just a few miles from Jerusalem, Jesus spent time in their home, They were close. So when the word came, Lord, he whom you love is ill, word came that Lazarus was sick and near to death. Everyone expected Jesus to go at once. Jesus had healed other people from their illnesses. Certainly he would want to heal his friend. Yet instead of going to Lazarus, Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. And what makes Jesus' decision even harder to understand is that he was right there in Jerusalem, only a few miles away. Jesus could have been at Lazarus' bedside in a matter of hours. Instead, Jesus stays away. When he finally does arrive, Lazarus is dead. Dead and buried dead. He is gone. Jesus Is too late. Jesus has already given us a clue, though, that something extraordinary is about to happen. When Jesus heard that Lazarus was ill, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. The good news here is that this gospel lesson is more than just a story about a family in crisis. No, it is about the crisis of the world, a world that lives in sin and death. And the purpose of this story is to reveal Jesus as the resurrection and the life. That is who Jesus is. That is why Jesus came. Jesus is why the story of Lazarus ends with celebration, with victory over death. And in faith, we believe that through Jesus' power, because of his love for us, that is how our story ends too. But even so, Jesus makes them wait. All of them. Mary, Martha, the disciples, Lazarus. Jesus makes all of us Wait, and waiting is hard. These last few weeks have certainly taught us some things about waiting. We're getting more practice at waiting than we ever wanted. Waiting to see how this coronavirus crisis will end. Wondering when life will return to normal and wondering what normal will look like after all of this has passed. All we can do is to be safe and be smart and take care of each other and wait it out. As Mary and Martha waited with their family and friends for the Lord to appear, they wrestled with questions, questions for Jesus. And the greatest among them was why. You healed others, Lord. Why won't you heal our Lazarus? In my hour of need, Lord, why won't you answer? Why won't you appear? Martha confronts Jesus with these questions even before he makes it to her front door. And though she responds to Jesus with faith, she acknowledges his authority as the Christ, his standing as the Son of God, his power to ask the Father and to receive whatever he asks for, I can't help wondering if Martha isn't a little disappointed with Jesus' response. I mean, clearly she is comforted knowing that Lazarus will rise at the resurrection on the last day. But I suspect that as Martha went out to meet Jesus, she was really hoping to get some answers about today. Answers to why this had to happen. About why Jesus took so long, about why, when it is in his power to do things differently, he made them wait. Wait even through the death and the burial of their brother. There are many times that I've gone to God looking for answers to those same questions and even with full hope and confidence in the glory that waits at the end of the age for me and for those who have gone into glory ahead of me, I find that there remains within me still this longing to know more, this desire to know God's full reason and purpose, to understand God's choices and God's timing. I still want to know why. Why this way? And why the seemingly needless, why the seemingly endless delay? For Mary and Martha, what softens this longing is the fact that as Jesus approaches Bethany and the home of his friends, he is completely present with them. When Jesus sees the mourners and hears their weeping, when he looks at the tears streaming down their cheeks, we see that he too is brokenhearted. He bursts into tears. Jesus weeps. Jesus weeps with us and he weeps for us. In Jesus, we see God, the awesome, powerful creator and sustainer of the entire universe, the one we call Lord and King, We see that God is at the same time, in the same moment, our friend and our brother. God is not distant. God does not look down at us from afar as his unknowable plan unwinds across the universe. No, rather, God is here among us. God mourns with us. God grieves with us. No matter how, no matter even why we suffer, We do not suffer alone. Jesus has come to be with us and to be for us, and that is a great comfort. Even so, those questions remain. In this story, Jesus brings Lazarus back from the dead. Martha and Mary enjoy a happy ending. But why doesn't God do that now? Why didn't Jesus do that when my loved one died? I wish I had an answer to that that would satisfy my own heart and satisfy yours. But in the face of all the death and the suffering and the sin that afflicts this world, I believe the best that we can do is to cling like Martha to Jesus' promise that he is The resurrection and the life. All I can do, all any of us can do, is trust and believe that God, God who proved the depths of his love by dying for us, that God indeed has the answer in hand. Our hope rests in remembering that death is not what God intends for his creation, not what God intends for us, his beloved. And by God's grace, death is not the final word. Many years later, the disciple, John, received a vision from God recorded in the last book of the Bible, the book we call Revelation. And there we find what waits for us, what lies ahead on that day when Jesus arrives. John describes what he saw with these words in Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And John writes that the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. It is hard to wait. Jesus knows it, but he is worth it. Psalm 30 says, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. May that morning break, break soon, all around us and around this creation. Come, Lord Jesus, with your healing, with your light, and with your endless life. Come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, in days of waiting and days of uncertainty. We pray that you would support us with your presence and your power. Lord, we know that you are with us and that you are on your way. And Lord, we just ask that you would reveal to us that evidence we need to be encouraged despite what we see going on around us, despite the the darkness or the, the gloom that may impose itself upon us. Lord, we pray that you would just shine your light and chase those shadows and doubts and clouds away. Lord, we pray for all those who mourn. We ask that you would comfort them and that you would remind them that you are the resurrection and the life, that those who believe in you will not die. They will never perish, but live with you forever. Lord, we thank you that that promise is for us as well, even as we wait. This we pray with hope and confidence in Jesus' name, amen.